Hello everyone and welcome back to my channel. If you do not know me, my name is Paula. I am a certified Christian life coach, speaker, author, and founder of Beautifully Made and welcome back. of this we're going to be talking about vision killers and I think it's so important to talk about this because as you guys know um, my ministry beautifully made is all about wholeness right it's all about wholeness and within that um, I, I really want to, to to dig into freedom right and we talk about freedom freedom when we experience the true freedom in God we are able to fully walk in our assignment but the truth is is that sometimes we deal with things in life that takes us off track or that makes it difficult for us to fully accept our God-given assignment. And so I want you to know that what I'm going to be talking about today was actually kind of inspired by a message that I heard by Pastor Darius Daniels. And he was talking about dream killers. And something that he said in his message was, don't miss out on your assignment wishing that it was something else. Don't miss out on your assignment wishing that it was something else. And, and that really struck me. And from that, I began to have these thoughts about what keeps us from accepting our assignment. Now, where does vision come into this? Well, if we define vision, vision is defined as the faculty or state of being able to see. So it deals directly with our perspective right if 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 you if you are a glasses wearer or a contacts wearer okay i actually wear glasses and contacts all right but if you wear glasses or if you wear contacts right right now there's there's nothing obstructing my vision i have contacts in right now there's nothing obstructing my vision but if there is a tear in this contact or if one of the lens um, on my glasses breaks or cracks in any way, it, it begins to obscure the vision. Now it is, it is skewed. It, it, it's not clear. And sometimes we go through things in life that, that, that changes our perspective, right? It, it allows us to have a distorted perspective of life and therefore our God-given assignment. And so today or right now, as you're listening to this, I want to deal with just a few things that can hinder us from fully walking in our assignment. And before I continue, I want to kind of fast forward and jump to the end real quick. And, and, and I want to I wanna challenge you when you're done listening to this. I really want to challenge you to go in your time with God and ask the Lord, listen, God, if, 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 am I dealing with any of this? Like, am I dealing with any type of unforgiveness? Is there guilt? Whatever it is, God, I pray that you bring it up so that I can walk fully in my assignment. This is the part of wholeness, right? I say this all the time and I say this in my book, healing is about time, but wholeness is about perspective, right? And wholeness is not a grand destination. 
you, it, it's not the, the end all be all. It's, it's a place where we get to, where we see ourselves through the eyes of God, right? So I hope that you're seeing how vision is connected to wholeness and freedom and our assignment, all right? So let's jump in. And I want to start with unforgiveness. Some of us have a hard time walking fully in our assignment because we feel like Somebody stole our opportunity. Somebody stole our ability to do what God has called us to do. Maybe you've dealt with something traumatic in your childhood and you feel like because of the experience that you dealt with, that you're not able to, to, to walk in your purpose. Maybe God has called you to, to preach the gospel, but you have a hard time accepting that or walking in that because of something traumatic that you experienced. Or maybe God is calling you uh, 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 to, to the nations. Maybe God is calling you to, to, to be an evangelist, right? But you have a hard time with that because of something that you experienced in your past. And, and, and we have not dealt with it. We have not forgiven that person. And some of us have not forgiven ourselves. And we'll get into that in a minute. But we're dealing with unforgiveness. We feel like because somebody did us wrong, because they, 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 they took away our innocence or, or, or they hurt us in such a traumatic way, that because of that, we cannot walk in our purpose. But I want you to understand that the Bible says... Um, the, the Bible uh, encourages us to give our cares to the Lord because he cares for us. And so I want you to know that this is not about watering down what you've gone through. It's not about pretending that it doesn't exist. It's about acknowledging it, but then giving it to the Lord so that he can give you peace. You have to deal with the unforgiveness because unforgiveness is toxic. All it does is create wall after wall after wall. Walls of distrust. Walls of fear. Walls of anxiety. All it does is create a wall after wall after wall in your life. So unforgiveness is a major, major hindrance to being able to walk fully in your purpose. Now I want to go into guilt. Some of us have a hard time fully accepting and walking in our purpose because of guilt. We feel like we missed the opportunity. We're, we feel like because of our mistakes in our past, there's no way that we can preach. There's no way that, 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 that we can minister through dance. There's, there's no way that we can evangelize. There's no way that we can have this ministry because of the mistakes that we made. But scripture tells us that therefore is no condemnation, no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. So if you have accepted God as your Lord and Savior, there is no condemnation. What does that mean? That means that God is not hanging your mistakes over your head. God is not dangling your mistakes over your head and saying, remember what you did five years ago? Remember what you did 20 years ago? Remember what you did last night? Remember what you did this morning? That's not how God works. When we go to God and we repent, and we repent for our sins, God does, God, God does not 
judge us. He doesn't hang it over our head. He doesn't make us feel bad. That's not what God is in the business of doing. That, that's the enemy's job. The enemy wants to make you feel bad because the enemy wants to steal your joy. The enemy wants to destroy your, your, your vision so that you don't even see yourself the way that God sees you. That's what the enemy wants to do. But God wants you to understand that when Jesus gave his life on the cross, he took our sin. He took the sin. He took the guilt and the shame that comes with it. He took all of that on the cross. He nailed it to the cross so that we do not have to be bound by those things. So I want you to understand, you don't have to be bound by guilt. You don't have to be bound by shame. You don't have to be bound by the mistakes because that's not the God that you serve. That's not the life that he wants you to live. He wants you to live a life of freedom. So allow God to deal with the guilt. The next thing is lack of trust in God. Some of us have a hard time accepting our assignment because we have a hard time trusting God, trusting that we are enough, that what God has put in our hands, what God has given to us is enough. I want to take you to a story in 2 Kings chapter 4. And this story deals with Elisha and a widow, a widow who had two sons. And when her husband died, she had creditors that, that she had to pay. And Elisha came to her home and Elijah said, Elisha said, listen, what do you have in your house? And she says to him, I don't have anything but a jar of oil. And he tells her to go and get vessels, borrow vessels from all of her neighbors. They bring the vessels back to her home and the oil, they begin to pour the oil into the vessels until there were no more vessels. And, and, and Elisha said, her and her sons will be able to not only just pay the people that they owed, but they'll be able to live off of that. This jar of oil was in her house the entire time. It was right in front of her the whole time. But she didn't see it. She didn't see the value in what she had. She had a hard time believing that her situation would change. And I want you to understand that some of us have a hard time believing that, that what we have in our hands, that what God has put in our hands, that he can really use it. That he can really use it. And we have a hard time trusting him. But we have to remember that it is God that has equipped us. It is God that knows us. It is God that laid out our purpose. So whatever he has given you, whatever he has given you, trust him to take that and, 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 and to uh, uh, birth your ministry out of that, to develop you out of that, to grow you out of that, to mature you out of that, to provide for you out of that. You have to trust God. 
He knows you better than you know yourself. There's nothing that God does not know about us. Not one thing. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So we have to trust him. Trust him with what he's put into your hands. And the last thing. Trusting ourselves. Trusting Holy Spirit within us. Some of us have a hard time walking fully in our assignment because if we tell the truth, we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust that we could really fulfill the assignment. We're being uh, taunted by past mistakes, failures. We feel like we're not uh, uh, um, smart enough or we're not, we don't have as much knowledge as the person next to us. We don't speak like the person next to us. We don't have the connections. We don't have the degree. We don't have the experience. But what I want you to understand is that whatever God calls you to, whatever God calls you to, he has already equipped you to do it. So whatever God has given you to do, He's already equipped you to do it. He's not looking for you to have it all together. He's not looking for you to, to, to speak like the next person. He's not looking for you to dress like the next person. He's not looking for you to have all the degrees on the wall. God is not impressed by any of it. All he wants is your willing heart. All God wants is your yes. All God wants is for you to say, here I am, Lord. Use me as you see fit. I will go where you lead me to go. I will do what you've called me to do. And that is my prayer for you, that, that you will allow God to deal with the unforgiveness, to deal with the guilt, to, get, to deal with the lack of trust in him, and to deal with the lack of trust in yourself. And whatever else there might be that is hindering you because you have a purpose, you have an assignment. There is something that God has created you to do. You have a lane to run in, to run in. Don't stop pressing now. Don't stop moving forward now. Don't stop running forward now. God has created you for something. And if you don't know what that is, ask him. Ask the Lord, what is it? Why am I here? I used to question God about my existence when I was in the middle of depression and, and, and thoughts of suicide. I didn't think I had a purpose. I didn't think I had a reason. I just wanted to die. And it makes me emotional even thinking about it because I can remember just wanting to die because I didn't think I had a reason to live. But God, God has shown me otherwise. And I'm telling you that if God can do it for me, if God can show me a different perspective, if God can clear my vision of the unforgiveness and the guilt and the lack of trust, 
and everything else that was holding me back, God can do it for you. And listen, this is not about perfection. It's not about perfection. I have days where that, that guilt tries to come back. I have days where unforgiveness tries to stifle me. I have days where I question. But at the end of it, God, so uh, sweet and gentle in his nature, reminds me that I was created for a purpose. And I will not allow anything to kill my vision. And that is my prayer for you. Don't allow anything to kill your vision. Father, I pray over your daughters right now. Every person that is listening to this or watching this, Lord, I pray that you restore their vision. I pray, God, that whatever may be obstructing their ability to see themselves through your eyes, that, God, you would bring it to the forefront and that you would deal with the issues of their heart. Help them, God, to walk this thing out, to not just be healed, but to be whole and to be free in you, in Jesus' name. I hope that this was encouraging to you. I hope that you take the time to share this with someone. Listen, if you have not gotten your copy of my free devotional, Good Morning Daddy, the link is in the description box. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find it in the show notes. If you're listening to my podcast, go ahead and get a free copy of your devotional. I also want you to know that my book, Beautiful Arise, is, is amazing to help you in your journey of healing to wholeness. It is a 21-day interactive guide all right where we're going to deal with things like forgiveness okay we're going to deal with things like guilt because all of this is important for you to be able to effectively walk in your assignment all right so grab your copy of my free devotional grab your copy of my book i promise you it will help you so much in your journey with the lord all right Thank you all so much for listening, for watching, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.